Um, but for Netflix, you know, again, we're mostly focused on how do we do entertainment that you feel like you got to watch and, you know, stay up late at night. doing your own movies for a couple years, you're ramping up now. I read uh, you're going to spend about $400 million on four movies that are coming out this year, okay. give or take. You can never believe what you read. Sometimes. Um, Um, you know, what, what we're really focused on is how do we push the creative boundaries um, and doing shows that uh, bring people together, are exciting, sometimes they polarize people. And we're live. We are rolling. Welcome back to our original podcast, a podcast solely devoted to Netflix originals. I feel like I forgot to do that tagline for the past three to four episodes, <laughs> but no matter. This is episode... 10 episode x if you will and project x <laughs> dude i wish we were doing project we x did instead project of x. you people <laughs> yeah we did project x last week yeah so <laughs> the that's, pod a, that's as, as good project a segue as any uh yeah you know three guys around the table last week and i would say we were all acting a fool you probably the most of all <laughs> you people <laughs> you people were acting a fool <laughs> i peep i person was acting a fool i can i i will say i've made my personal <laughs> pod apology last pod <laughs> so that was lonely man pot potting on your own is a, is a lonely lonely existence Dude, literally, like, I had to record about 90 seconds by myself to put at the top, then you did, like, 90 seconds at the back. Doesn't feel right recording solo, I gotta say. <laughs> no, man. It's, uh, it's like intercourse. Right. Like, it's better with somebody else. Yeah. Not that this is In a room like... making you face the corner. <laughs> George, George makes me do a Blair Witch Project ending every time we pot. <laughs> I'm in another room, rocking and staring at the corner. <laughs> yeah, man, that, you know, last episode. So you said you listened to, I guess, the first hour of audio is all that we put out as the episode, but you listened back to everything we did. Right? Oh, no, I did not listen back to everything we did. I, oh, okay. I stopped about an hour in and then you texted me like, I think after an hour it gets insane like let's yeah because I, I was like yeah probably by the end of that first hour even i was like this is starting to really go downhill oh the the cracks were definitely beginning to show but i did listen back to that entire first hour and i'm like you know what this can probably stand alone and just from my memory of like the night before doing it i'm like nah there's no way this second hour is making it to the public oh so neither of us has listened no to no i just hour. remember it i was like this is truly not something we're going to release what if like one year down the road when we have a patreon up i you know what i could see doing it as like a a paid tier yeah that would be good to incentivize people like you can access all the least enjoyable content if you pay more <laughs> i mean if any of our listeners right now want to like e-transfer as like uh what's I our mean, price what's our price yeah <laughs> i i'll go first i'll say my number and then you say your Let, number let's say it at the same time like in dollars, right? Yeah, like yeah. Canadian dollars. Sure, yeah. Okay. Three, three two, two, one. Ten dollars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Wait, how did you arrive at 80? <laughs> I don't know, man. I just felt right. Oh, fuck. I guess I just split it, right? Okay, $20 and we each get $10. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. But if I see any of you putting this on YouTube, you're going to get a copyright strike. <laughs> they have to like pitch shift the audio. You ever find YouTube videos like that where it's like pitch shifted audio? So, so they don't get up? the copyright? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. That is crazy, man. Anyway, we're, we're I'm like this little Wayne song. I didn't remember his voice being that high. Well, like, I, I know feel, it's high, but it's not that high. I feel like with Lil Wayne, there's a whole sub genre for rap songs of like bass boosted, where it's just like more bass, but the vocals mm. are intact. Yeah. And then there's chopped and screwed where like everything's been mixed with messed with. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this is like us doing the podcast from you people that's like about the culture right where we just chime in as white ass dudes yeah there's a podcast in the movie that we watched today um <laughs> which we'll we'll discuss but... and i was gonna say we'll do a little bit of banter up top but the listeners should know this is the first time we've ever watched a movie together and then potted about it so yes. we've literally just seen it i took not a keystroke of notes uh because i'm still having some netflix difficulties so we were playing it off the illegal streamio app so sorry i've i've got into my parents netflix through my browser but you're not allowed to airplay netflix you broke in <laughs> i hacked into the mainframe i'm on the dark web <laughs> yeah man um yeah yeah i i don't know if listeners know or have thought about it but yeah we watched the movies separately and then yeah come in with with our notes but yeah we watched it together our buddy joe from the last pod was, <laughs> was here for a while yeah so and we, then left we halfway were, through because he hated the movie we were all eating dinner together and then joe was hanging out watching the movie and halfway through he's like all right i'm gonna bounce and i'm like dude i wish i could leave with you <laughs> just leave my own apartment as you are watching a movie that we have to do for work quote unquote <laughs> But anyway, I, I think the important thing for this episode is that we rise from the ashes, you know? Because I've been seeing a lot of chatter on our subreddit. People are saying mm. we're too old, we're washed, canceled, no muscle tone, useless in the pocket. You know, people are saying all sorts of things. Yeah. But we're going to bounce back. We're Yeah. This we're is, still fucking here. This is comeback season. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody believed in us. Yeah. Yeah. What's, a, what's like an infamous comeback album that someone's released oh a comeback album that's what's like question. i didn't see this coming yeah i'm trying to think oh, of Nas, a... maybe in, maybe the new Nas. Nas had a pretty good comeback yeah. album this is our Nas. this is our uh we're on our Nas shit do you, do you think kanye is capable of a comeback album oh, i don't think he's capable at this point yeah man he yeah he would have to make like fucking i don't know it would have to be like classic. graduation times 10 at this mm-hmm. point mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh speaking of kanye i was telling you before we started potting about the halftime show at the super bowl yeah and uh i mean shouts out to my friend graham and his girlfriend olivia for having a lovely little get together as they often do around the super bowl however having to explain to graham when all of the lights beat kicked in why kanye wasn't going to be a special guest on the stage it it really felt like explaining to a kid like hey I- i'm really sorry there's no santa but then the kid gives you pushback and they're like, but what if there was though? And you're like, there's not like objectively. And the kid's like, but what if? And it was to the point where it's like, I don't know. I was starting to second guess myself. I'm like, wait, am I not super correct on this? <laughs> I don't know. Would they let him come out? And it's like, no, of course not. Wait, that analogy is like, it, it's like telling your 
telling Graham that Kanye wasn't going to come on the stage is like telling your kid there's no Santa Claus. Also, if Santa Claus was very racist. <laughs> yeah. Also, Santa Claus has been saying some not chill stuff. We're not so sure about Santa Claus anymore. Also, Santa Claus didn't go to all the houses this year. Right. <laughs> he missed a few houses. <laughs> yeah. Man, I saw this meme earlier on Instagram that was like, about Santa Claus is like the original drop shipper, like profits off free elven labor. <laughs> it was dope. Do you think Santa Claus goes to Israel or Palestine? Oh, I didn't mean <laughs> to turn the audio on. Of course, this is great listening for the loyalists that I'm showing George a meme none of you can see. Essentially, Jeff Bezos, yeah, avoids <laughs> poor households. <laughs> 364 days of PTO. But do you think he goes to Israel or Palestine, though? I think we know the answer to that. <laughs> I can't say anymore because Anchor will drop us. Does Santa support the Bloods or the Crips? I mean, we know that. We actually know the answer. Santa's a Crip for sure. Yeah, definitely. No, no, no. no. Mean, oh, sorry. I yeah, had, I had a, the opposite. A blood. A blood. He's a yeah. blood for sure. He's a blood. Or is he an undercover Crip? Ooh. Or, sorry. An, he's you know what he's I mean? infiltrated. Yeah. To sow dissent. Yeah. What's the deal with Mrs. Claus? She's she's never worked, right? Never delivered the presents. I never worked a day. She's in her just life, an man. old school housewife. Uh not a, yeah, not that we know the, of. There should be some like you know shitty Tim Allen movie though that's like a, a, <laughs> about Mrs. Claus because like there's been all sorts of movies about like Santa's brother delivers. For, I don't know. I have like little brothers, so I've seen all these bullshit. Right. Um. There's been all sorts of spinoffs like there's... Santa's son delivers the present. Santa's brother, one of his elves, like delivers. The Yo, presents. did we just stumble onto a million dollar idea? Because there's have. been like Lady Ghostbusters and Ladies Ocean's Eleven and stuff. Lady so what Santa. If there was Lady Santa. Claus. And none of those movies has been at all controversial or panned or discussed on Twitter. So. <laughs> Melissa McCarthy as uh, Mrs. Claus. Wait, this idea seems so obvious. I know, I know. Somebody must have done it by now. Like I some know. comedic turn of events where Santa's unable to deliver presents and then Mrs. Claus just... Even though we're being highly original and creative, I feel hack. We are being how original. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, That. what would that movie be? Why can't Santa do it this year? He's too racist. <laughs> he, he hates he gets everyone. Canceled. <laughs> yeah. He says something about elves. Oh, that's okay. like not cool. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, like on a podcast. He goes on the Drink Champs podcast and he says something about elves. Okay. <laughs> but then, oh, and then his elves don't want to work for him. Yeah. yeah. And then Mrs. Claus. Oh, they have a communist to... revolution. Yeah, yeah. And then Mrs. Claus has to take the reins. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Maybe. Wait, hold on. Mrs. Claus... Wait, let's cut all this audio. I don't want people stealing all the great screenplay <laughs> ideas I come up with on here. Wait, we can't cast Melissa McCarthy, though. I think she has to be a person of color. Right. Maybe Margaret, well, Margaret Cho, maybe. I was going to say, maybe one of the actresses from the movie we just saw. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, before we move on to kind of a Netflix thing, did you watch any of the Super Bowl aside from the halftime show? Are they still doing that? So they're still doing Super Bowl. Yeah, no, sorry. You thought the last one was like the end, right? Yeah, like the sorry. Final I thought one. you were talking about two Super Bowls oh, ago. I thought, no, so they're no. still, they did one this year. Yeah, no, it, it was pretty big. I think a lot of people watched it. Oh, actually. good. That's good. Yeah. yeah. No, they're, they're still trucking along with that. That's good. Uh, it's beginning to catch on. Yeah. Uh, football is the dumbest fucking sport. There was so much <laughs> litigation of what constitutes a catch versus what's not a catch. Unbelievable. And I was in a room with some people who actually watch football and they're like, we don't know. We can't agree on this. Wait, that seems pretty black and white to me. You would be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> you would be astounded. <laughs> I felt like the game probably, I don't know if I'm exaggerating, maybe 40 minutes of stoppages 
to review calls about whether a catch was like legally binding or not. And this wasn't <laughs> all like touchdown catches. This was like in the fucking center of the field. Has anyone ever like just caught a ball with their pants? Like just like extended their the waistband of their pants and well, caught I... the ball in their pants? That would be a good one, right? That'd be pretty I good. I feel like the pretty, pants pretty, are pretty... so tight that it would be tough to do that. Maybe in the old days, they wore like looser pants. Yeah. Because they would have been called gay if they wore tight pants. So <laughs> maybe in like ye old days. They were all, oh yeah. Well, you, you know how in baseball, they catch with their uh, with their hats sometimes. Right. I, I want to see a baseball player just catch with his, with his dick one time. You know what I mean? Like almost a high lie, like scoop kind of yeah. premise. Yeah. Okay. That could work. We'll test it. We'll test it. <laughs> In your, uh, <laughs> on your balcony later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, fuck, there's something else. Oh, one last thing about the Super Bowl. And I'm still fucking furious about this. They did not show the Gatorade being poured on Andy Reid, the winning coach. What? Why? I have no idea. And it's like, that's such a staple of the broadcast and such a point of conversation. And also a very common bet to wager on. Why would they not show this? Because my friends and I kept debating as Andy Reid was giving a speech afterwards. We're like, he looks wet. He must have been pre-dunked. And then we're like, no, no, that's nonsense. <laughs> they wouldn't dunk him off screen. He's just sweaty and fat. No, they pre-dunked him. We had to go on Twitter to find out the Gatorade was purple. Off-screen dunking. I don't know if there's any precedent that's for pathetic, that. That's dude. It's, it blew my mind. So not only are we still unable to decide what is a catch and what's not, uh, he was dunked off screen. So, so whack. here's my conspiracy theory. I think something happened during the dunking that could not have been, had to not <laughs> There be was shown. a second dunker. <laughs> <laughs> In the grassy knoll. Yeah, dude. Okay, so you think like some sort of profanity or like obscene gesture was made. Yes, yes. Huh. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I, I really haven't gone down the wormhole of like dunk gate. I don't know what was the consideration there, but... Maybe we were being shielded from something unspeakable. I think so. I think I think he did like the Hitler salute or something, something that could not be blurred out. <laughs> after you know? after four hours of seeing grown men get CTE, it was like whatever happened with that dunk was too brutal to be shown. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, fucking hate the Super Bowl. I'll watch again next year. <laughs> if they have it. If they have it, true. Yeah. Yeah, it's. I don't know if they make much money on these things. I think the margins are pretty tight, you know? Um, it's like the Oscars, you know? Yeah. Also, one of my friends, Derek, he did a... I think it was a bit, but he did it with such conviction. He's like, the Oscars are on right after this. And we're like, wait, what? But then before anyone had looked it up, he was just so passionate. We're like, that's really weird for them to fall on the same day, but like, that's going to be a lot of TV watching. And we're like, no, 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 that's next one. <laughs> But now that he got me thinking about that, imagine if there was one day where it's like you just get all your Q1 content out of the way. Is, is this what the purge was about? <laughs> yeah. It's like you have every, maybe you toss in some Olympics. Right. Like, right. Yeah, you just bang it all out in one day. Yeah. Of course, you'd have people who are incoherently drunk by the end of it, like as viewers. But, you know, that's kind of on the viewer. Uh -huh. That's their choice. Nobody made them do it. <laughs> Yeah, the more I think about it, the more I'm Nobody like... Nobody made me open up all those you know, the, <laughs> yeah. those five surges last week. And... <laughs> if anything, I was considering as you were getting like 
your second last one from the fridge, I was about to be like, I don't know about this. But then I'm like, if I say anything on mic, I'll have to like go back and cut it. <laughs> so like my laziness outweighed my better judgment. <laughs> Um, I was going to tell you a pod story, something that happened to me earlier today. Hell yeah. Um, had a bit of a health scare. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. So last, uh, actually earlier this week on Monday, I went to a, um, a meeting. It was a, uh, uh it was, uh, anyway, it, it was a meeting for work and your boy, you know, your boy likes his liquids, right? <laughs> oh, constantly. You have an IV dripping right now. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I like all sorts of different kinds of liquids, mixing them up one after the other. I can't get enough of these things. Um, and I'm at this meeting and I'm holding my pee for oh, no. so long. Oh, wow. Um, and then we get into like, someone's doing a presentation and then I think that there's going to be like a, uh, a natural break after the first presenter but there isn't they decide it just goes it just goes um someone else goes up and then we go into little mini group small groups to to discuss and little breakout groups and um i'm i'm i held my pee for too long man i held my pee i held i held my pee for too long and what was the consequence of that (laughs) the consequence was i had to uh uh do a doctor call this morning um and be like yo man like my my, something's up with my piss stream i'm uh i can't piss (laughs) so good and uh the doctor's like i think you have a uti so i think i have a uti because i'm a i'm a girl who's just had her sexual her first sexual encounter apparently and and you got (laughs) fingered by a drummer with dirty nails and like some bushwick (laughs) dive bar (laughs) i think i remember that episode of girls on hbo um <laughs> holy shit dude so I, you're gonna be all right it sounds like i think i might have a uti but i went huh. to, i had to go to the urologist before i Whoa. came to the pod to the pod oh to a lab i had to go to a lab <laughs> you were literally going from one lab to another i had to go leak at a lab <laughs> the lab leak theory Bars. <laughs> so i went to go leak at a lab um <clears throat> i looked up the wait times um at the lab and it was like you know, 70 minutes. I was like, oh, fuck, I'm going to be late for, for Patrick. So I'm going to have to text him. Be like, sorry, man. Like, you know, going to have to. Can I interject with the question? Yes. So the wait times at a lab, you're just going and peeing into a little cup and leaving it like on a shelf and walking out. So I'll, so I'll tell you about the process. I, I don't know if you've <laughs> ever done a urine test. I have. I was going to say you didn't get, uh, you didn't get things mixed up and like jizz in it by mistake <laughs> they get, call you back they're like the you were crossed. so close but we need the other one so you gotta come back i'm like man i worked so hard to get that 20 milliliters of jizz. <laughs> <laughs> i was like four sessions <laughs> they're like yeah we wondered why you were in there for three whole hours <laughs> patrick i don't think i'm gonna make it to the pod man <laughs> i'm sorry i have to beat off for a fifth time at the lab they're killing me at this lab <laughs> um no so i i looked up the wait times for like just to even get in to do mm. the the testing and stuff and it was like yeah like an hour and a half or whatever it's like fuck Jesus. well i just want to get this over with so i'm just gonna go right after work um so i went and uh you know i'm, I'm in this big lineup finally it it gets to me um and then the lady goes like yeah it's gonna be you know but a hour wait like you're okay with that i'm like yeah yeah for sure and then she sees my papers and um she's like oh you just need to piss 
Um, she's like, can you go right now? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Are you high right now? Do you ever get nervous? <laughs> you're like, hell yeah, fucking right. She's like, if you're good to go into booth right now, yeah. like, uh, you can just piss. I'm like, all right, cool. She just okay. So, so that was pretty sick. That was they platformed sick. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I skipped to the the front of the line. You know? Nice, man. Um, that was good. Um, and then, yeah, man, pissing. I forget if I've ever done a urine a urine test before, but mm. it's a weird thing, man. You because you got to put the cup into like a little cupboard with yeah all these other patients cups that have done it oh yeah for sure day, for sure which is a weird moment you're so you're putting your your piss into this like piss museum and you're like <laughs> looking in the other ones like maybe i'll cheat off this guy <laughs> and then you're well you're comparing your piss because you know i don't know if you ever i don't know if you like uh <laughs> see your worth based on how clear or murky your your piss is <laughs> i don't know if i've ever assigned my worth as a person sometimes i notice and you know i, I i'm always like trying to like play this game with myself like how transparent can i make my piss like so your goal is just always have it clear all the time yeah 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 always. i think i and again this is probably something i'll get corrected on i think i read that it doesn't need to always be clear like you can still be healthy and have enough water without your piss always being perfectly clear yeah no you don't need to but i just <laughs> brought to you by the same people who also put out the article it's like you don't need to floss every day yes. or like too much flossing is bad for you yeah yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> i don't know anyway <laughs> go on um anyway for for a while there i was i was like just comparing my piss to these other guys piss and i was like and damn <laughs> I, i'm doing much better than these guys oh, okay <laughs> so i was gonna say you were you were feeling yourself a bit you, you were stunting on them <laughs> yeah, you're like these motherfuckers are about to collapse from dehydration <laughs> yeah dude. um anyway yeah that's what i had going on before pod so well i'm i'm glad you shared i'm glad you made through the ordeal i i hope you beat these uti allegations or at least <laughs> clear it up thanks man yeah um it's tough to be the first man to ever get a UTI, I but know. you know, I, <laughs> I know. I think medical science will help you prevail over it. And cranberry juice. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, you're going to be in a bar drinking a cranberry juice and you'll have to hit somebody over the head like in the party. <laughs> Vodka cran, maybe my new drink. Fuck, on my most recent rewatch of The Departed, I love the slight pause that Leo does where he like registers the comment and he's like, yeah, I'm going to fucking bottle this guy. But there's, <laughs> it's not like immediate. There's like a split second where he like thinks it through and he's like, yeah, fuck it, I'm going to do this. Yeah. Because obviously he's trying to draw attention to then get in with Nicholson's crew. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I think he also does just on a personal level want to beat the shit out of that guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think a lot about Leo's motivations as a Billy Costigan RIP in The Departed. <laughs> I'm just always thinking, what would Billy Costigan do? Patrick, you you look like the type of guy to do like a Departed tour. You know what I mean? <laughs> those, those like dumb novelty like tours when you go to a city. Oh, like, totally. <laughs> like the Godfather tour. <laughs> they do this in season two of White Lotus. Like the family goes uh, on, like, okay. the, the tour of like everywhere they filmed in The Godfather oh. too. I feel like you're the type of guy to like go on a Departed tour. Well, I see all the i do locations. really want to go to boston uh actually one of my relatives lives in boston now and she was telling my parents and i that we should come and i'm like can i see the elevator where everybody got shot in the departed yes of course <laughs> <laughs> a, a pilgrimage to this holy site <laughs> uh so i have this article here and it's on the failing globe and mail that it won't let me read it for free okay i'm having a lot of trouble being platformed 
It's called Netflix's desperate crackdown on password sharing shows it might fail like Blockbuster. Mm. Now, even if Netflix were to go bankrupt right now, do you think they've actually failed as a company? And I feel like Blockbuster had a good run as well. Do you feel like it's possible to to be the industry front runner indefinitely because all this technology goes in cycles and phases? I feel like you can't be number one forever. Mm. You should know when you've had a good run. Right. You should. It's like when a rapper starts to get kind of too old, they should know when to retire and pull the plug. Right, right. Although I did recently just shout out the new Nas album. Yeah. <laughs> pretty, well, pretty sick. Yeah. Um, yeah, I... I don't know, man. It's hard to say because I feel like this is the first we we haven't witnessed it yet. It's it's almost like um, I don't know. I, I remember this having this conversation um, with my friends when like around Harry Potter and like mm. around the time when they were starting to do a lot more reboots of things. Mm. Um, and we were saying to each other like, man, they can't like because they started to reboot Spider-Man. And, yeah. and, you know, when you watch Spider-Man, you're like, this is Spider-Man. There's no way there's going to be another Spider-Man. And then when you watch... <laughs> How Harry... could we possibly need another Spider-Man? That... You blink, there are like three more of them. That's the thing. That's the thing. You always think that, like, there's no way. This is the definitive thing. There's no way there's going to be another one. But there always is. And and we, all, we always used to talk, like, is there going to be a Harry Potter reboot? It's like, fuck, yeah, of course there's going to be a Harry Potter reboot. I think so. Point. Yeah. Yeah, um, I think in a couple years, once kind of the current controversy surrounding J.K. Rowling kind of presumably abides. I, I mean, I can't imagine this level of controversy around her will continue indefinitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, although I did buy the new Harry Potter video game as, after <laughs> I came home from recording our pod last week, like yeah. drunk off surge. I didn't even remember it the next day. I was like, did I buy a fucking hundred dollar Harry yeah, Potter game last night? Yeah, you said it was hundred dollars. Like <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and Damn, then, dude. And then for our anniversary, Amanda wanted to do something nice for me. So she gave me like a PlayStation uh, gift card for $25. She's like, something you can put your towards your Harry Potter game or something. I'm like, oh, I already bought that. You're shit. like, I'm already way in the red. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> You're like, I'm losing money on this podcast. I'm buying Harry Potter games. Patrick, I'm in, <laughs> please, I'm in the blue. I'm Ravenclaw house. <laughs> <laughs> You're in the blue. Yeah. I'm, my character is curious and loves to learn. So, wait, what? And loves to explore. What are the Hufflepuff traits? Like you're kind of goofy. You're like corked up if you're in Hufflepuff. That's a great question. A lot of people wonder about that. So uh, when I was in the Sorting Hat cipher, yeah, um, I and it was asking me questions. It was yeah, uh, it was like yeah, what what type of person are you? Um, So the Hufflepuff traits were patient and loyal. Okay, yeah. Would you describe yourself as patient and or loyal? Well, I was trying to cosplay as myself. In, in the, right. I, I tried to make a character that looks similar to me. <laughs> it was hard because, um, I, I don't know. It was it was hard. It was hard, man. I, I, I didn't feel well represented. Do you... As one of my students asked me earlier this week, <laughs> do you think Ukrainians are a minority in Canada? Yes, I think they are. <laughs> so you have to represent yourself in video games. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's funny because I feel like with create a character, you either do something that looks just like you or you do something so wildly cartoonish that's like no person has ever looked like this. I always go like like me, huh. exactly like me or like another cool guy. Like right. <laughs> yeah. You make it, what the fuck? You make a character that looks just like you and you're like, this is too cool. Actually, other people I play with online are going to feel bad. So I'll, 
I'll take it down a few notches. I'll make Jacob a lordy. But if I made George, that would be too cool. It would be distracting for the gameplay of other people. <laughs> so I either make someone that's me exactly or someone that's like me, like equally cool. So, right, right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, so, so Ravenclaw is all about like ex- exploratory, like curiosity, like like being very smart, studious. They're Ravenclaws, all the girls who go to college and they're like, Actually, I think I'm bisexual now. <laughs> they really won't oh, shut yes. up about it at parties. They do all have blue hair. Hell yeah. And drink White Claw. <laughs> Raven White Claw. That's why I picked it. <laughs> Raven Claw. Gryffindor's courage and bravery, obviously. Right. I was going to say, because I remember initially in the books, I think Gryffindor and Slytherin are presented as kind of very simplistic, like good versus evil. But then you see there's actually more nuance. And yeah. Like, so Slytherin is like ambition. Yeah, um, I think I'm a Slytherin. I think you might be Slytherin. I'm trying to paper chase out here. <laughs> That's why we're doing ads now. Yo, if you had two Hufflepuffs on this show, we never would have done ads. <laughs> two Hufflepuffs. <laughs> I'm sure two there's two a puffs, pod- dude. There's I'm no sure way. there's a podcast called Two Hufflepuffs. There's no way two puffs are getting this done. What if me and you had a Harry Potter pod? <laughs> That'd be so good. I would need to do so much. I would legit need to study for that. Like I was trying to do the fucking LSAT at this point. It's been so long since I was in the Harry Potter world. And again, I really enjoyed the books when I was a kid and like liked the movies. I didn't love them. I feel like just because I read the books first, the movies were like good, but not as uh, not as big as what was in my head. Yeah. Um, Yeah, definitely haven't revisited as an adult. Yeah. Yeah. I've I've moved on to other things. <laughs> By not as big as in my head. You're you're talking about Hermione's tits, right? Right. I'm like, no, no, Emma Watson isn't nearly hot enough. <laughs> um so I think that's this is probably a good place to to pause. Yeah. Yeah, pause. 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 Take a quick break and we're gonna come back and, and talk about you people, which is whack as hell. Not you people. The move. move. (laughs) Quotes, quotes, you people. (laughs) Folks, we're back. We are back. And I want to do this right off the bat. This movie is a kill in my books. Do not see this movie, but keep listening to our podcast about it. <laughs> what did you, what did you think? Yeah, don't watch it. Watch it vicariously through us right now. Um, what did I think of it? Yeah, huge kill, man. Huge kill. Here's the thing. The, the, um, uh, a lot of people saying that a lot of people be talking that this movie is not good. I think I think the I think the culture at large <laughs> is saying this movie is bad yes the culture being a phrase that comes up quite a bit in this movie in the context <laughs> of jonah hill's podcast that he yes. has with his black friend um uh and uh i looked at rotten tomatoes it's got like 48 percent of rotten tomatoes <laughs> and i was tom pat before we started watching this movie this is my pocket um i'm the i'm always the contrarian um, I always want to like a movie when everybody says it's bad. I always want to hate a I'm movie when everybody loves it. Yeah. Um, this is kind of a fault of mine. I'm trying to level it out a little bit um, <laughs> as I grow older. But uh, yeah, I was really scared that I was going to like this movie. Well, um, I was a bit concerned because honestly, the first 10 minutes, you seemed hooked. Dude, dude. I was pretty hooked. I'm not going to lie. I kept I'm, glancing I'm, over and I'm like, oh no, he's enjoying this too much. Not going to lie. What if we have to get into a huge fight about why this movie actually <laughs> is very bad? But like the first 20 minutes of the movie, I would say we're like good. I, I liked it. 
I was would good hesitate. It was good. Setup. Yes. So I think one of the issues with this movie is it basically has one or two jokes that are drawn out so much and just hammered home time and time again. Uh, mainly being the differences between the two romantic leads families, uh, one of which is Jewish and one of which is black, respectively. And why did you get so quiet when you were saying that? <laughs> your levels went down. I'm looking at your levels. They're... In my head, I'm like, am I going to say something wildly tone deaf? Like, what would be said in this movie <laughs> by Elaine and David Duchovny? Um, yeah. And I mean, one thing with this movie, it really made me think, what's going on in Jonah Hill's head? Because, like, I was watching his appearance in this movie, which is... What's going on on Jonah Hill's head? <laughs> legitimately an insane hairstyle for a character who seems to work in finance. Like, imagine working an office job with somebody who has that aesthetic. And I'm not even talking about, like, the tattoos. I approve of the tattoos. Or I'm the floral ties. The hairstyle and, like, the fashion. Yeah. Like, he, he's dressing like a man who's gone through a tough divorce and lost all visitation. But his character has never been married before. So, yeah. It, and I was just looking at, like, Jonah Hill's face. You can see the stress on his face. And I think that's the stress of being the funny friend <laughs> for years and years. And then it just takes like a psychic toll. And honestly, that's something I relate to because I think a lot of people think of me as the funny friend. <laughs> they don't realize how hard it is to do what I do. <laughs> um, I, let me add to that. I think you're right about the yeah. funny friend. I would say the funny woke friend also. Oh, <laughs> I imagine I, Jonah Hill is always being the woke guy so in his friend I group. think he started out in very crass comedies that kind of towed the line. Honestly, I think if you go back and watch super bad it's aged surprisingly well i think the irony the is pretty apparent and pretty strong yeah and i think it's laughing at these characters as well as with them yeah but i you went in a different direction because you were saying the funny woke friend i was going to say the funny fat friend <laughs> which i think he struggled a lot with his image over the years and kind mm. of being typecast in roles like in super bad and like the wolf of wall street where he's truly phenomenal in these roles but perhaps he wants to showcase a different side of himself and be, I don't know, maybe taken a little more seriously or seen as a um, romantic lead or show his... He was definitely wearing all his own clothes, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's no way they have to hit up wardrobe for that. That's 100% his own shit. No, they saved the money on wardrobe. And yeah. <laughs> he brought all his own fits from home. Um, they saved that money and used it on, like, the interstitial, like, comic book panels between scenes. <laughs> yeah, you didn't like it. I didn't mind it. I hated that so much. <laughs> but, yeah, Jonah Hill, you're right. At his arc as, like, a... Uh, as an artist, I guess, um, has been like, take me more seriously, Hollywood. Like, mm -hmm. um, you know, he's making movies, he's writing movies. He did like mid nineties. He did some movie about his therapist recently for Netflix, I think. Right. I Which, have not seen the therapist thing, but I just scrolled by it and I'm like, Ooh, this is, yeah. I don't know who needs this. Yeah. I did a scroll by too. Yeah. Uh, um, now I'm laughing, thinking about like, imagine if i made a movie about any of the therapists i've had <laughs> i don't think any of them would appreciate that <laughs> i don't think any of them would agree to do it no no yeah that's crazy <laughs> um it is very funny that jonah hill in some scenes is wearing multiple layers of gucci clothing but somehow the ring he gets for uh amira 
is shown to be like a small pitiful ring yes and it's like wait so this guy works in finance presumably does okay if he's been in the same company for like a decade but are we supposed to assume he spent all his money on gucci drip and hat or i guess they bought a house together so he's making Mm -hmm. mortgage payments He's cripplingly addicted to clothing, and then he has nothing left over for the ring. He sleeps in a Gucci shirt. <laughs> yeah, wh- dude, wearing a Gucci shirt in bed is fucking nuts. Yeah. And I, sorry to interject, I do want to give the listeners a bit of a Gucci update. So I've been chasing this one pair of Gucci pants on Grail. It's Your like white my, whale. Truly my white whale. And I'm like, <laughs> if I just get these pants, it'll fix everything with my life. So... On Grail now, when you make an offer, it's like a binding offer. So you come in below what someone is asking. Mm. If the seller accepts, then it's automatically processed as a transaction. And I came in at a pretty reasonable price, you know, a bit off, like full ask. And I saw these pants had also gone through a price reduction recently, which is indicative of somebody wanting to sell. Just like, get these out of my life. It was not accepted. (laughs) There was no binding. It wasn't accepted. And now I'm like, fuck. So I don't know. I guess I'll just keep those in my favorites and see if they go through a future price change. Um, I I guess I can go crawling back to that to that seller, right? But now my pride is fucking with me, and I'm like, I wouldn't take your pants even if you paid me. <laughs> um, also, I was telling you this before we started recording. Speaking of Gucci, Ukraine, geopolitical conflicts. Uh, so the financial aid I sent to that Ukrainian man. Yeah. How did that go? <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know about this guy. Cause he has two more days left to create a shipping label and send it or else I'm refunded all my money. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know. I look, I understand there might be a lot going on around him, but look, don't be messaging me over Grail. I know you have Wi-Fi, you motherfucker. I know you can walk to the post office. <laughs> I know you got Wi-Fi in that fucking subway bomb shelter that you're yeah. hiding in. And also, like I told you, I just bought something from an Australian guy on the Gold Coast. He created a shipping label for me the next day. So that's already in transit. So it's like... Yeah, you Ukraine, know. Australian, Gold Coast, very comparable. Yes, <laughs> truly. <laughs> they have sharks, very dangerous. Ukrainians have Russians. Yeah, he had to swim around the sharks to go to the floating <laughs> post office. Anyway, I, like I really want to give this guy the benefit of the doubt, but I don't know. I should ask Ty if he runs into this situation on Grail sometimes. He's mm-hmm. also selling a few things. So. Yeah. If Flaky you... Ukrainians. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ty, Ty flakes out on people. <laughs> no, he was showing me his shop on Grail at the Super Bowl. Flaky traumatized Ukrainians. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's got like legitimate PTSD and I'm like, I need my shirt. <laughs> <laughs> what about the shirt though? <laughs> Dude, Ty was showing me his shop on Grail and he's selling like the um, Calm Day Garcon Converse collab, like the Converse with little hearts on them. Yes. And I'm like, is it going to break your heart if I say that these are atrocious? He's like, no, that's why I'm selling them. Like, I got them just to flip them. Oh, I'm like, okay, good. Okay, yeah. I, I'm glad you said that. I was going to say those shoes are ugly as fuck. Dude. No, they're terrible. That's <laughs> yeah. like one of the more baffling trends that I've kind of noticed. I guess it's like died out, but a couple of years ago, everybody wanted the, the Converse with the hearts on them. Yeah, man. Yeah. Was, did someone like cool wear them and i prob- probably right i'm sure there's hit lore behind that that i don't know about but right, right. Yeesh. i'm surprised jonah this movie wasn't wearing <laughs> the converse with the hearts on them i think this was the world economic forum dude <laughs> <laughs> i'm pretty sure <laughs> yeah this uh actually i have a good i, I think the cum de garçon shoes were made in a lab <laughs> 
Did they create COVID? Yeah. <laughs> Who am I? Hey, I'm not saying they did or didn't. I'm just suggesting possibilities. COVID is... des garçons. <laughs> COVID des garçons. <laughs> Damn. Sometimes I'm like, I wish we had started doing creative episode titles instead of just doing like the <laughs> numeric code and then the title <laughs> of the movie. You think we boxed ourselves in early? Well, I think for SEO purposes, you know, people in Texas are... They're loving it. People in New Jersey, I think they're finding the podcast because we do very like SEO type stuff. But creatively, I do wish we were doing uh, cooler episode titles. Yeah. Oh, holla at our Texas listeners, dude. Yeah. Shouts out. Getting <laughs> chopped and screwed in San Antonio and Austin. Yeah. Well, look, I think it's probably like Texas libs who are finding our podcast. Yeah. If most of the listens are coming from Austin. <laughs> as much as that... Uh, as much as I was like, oh, cool, gun nuts are finding our podcast, I think it's just like 20-something hipsters in Austin, probably. As Andrew Schultz said about Jonah Hill in this, <laughs> when he was giving his like wedding speech for, for Jonah Hill's character yeah. in the movie, he goes, uh, yeah, I know he's a lib cuck, but he's a good guy. <laughs> Which literally is going to be me at your wedding one day. Um, <laughs> but you're missing the line that Andrew Schultz said before, which is like one of four lines he has in the movie. He was like, I was at the Capitol. Ezra tried to tell me not to go, but I went. He's a lib cuck, but he's a good man. <laughs> yeah, not I a feel, lot of... I feel like that's Andrew Schultz and Jonah Hill's like real relationship. <laughs> Probably. I feel like he's always shaming him for how woke he is. Wait, in this movie, did Andrew Schultz have the highest pant cuffs ever? I feel like his pants were at a normal... His hems were normal. I didn't notice. Yeah, I didn't notice the cuffs. Because anytime you send me a clip of Flagrant 2, I'm like, this man is wearing the highest pants cuffs that have ever been invented. Yeah, dude. He's, he is the most European American dude like, ever. I, I expect to turn it on, and instead of having pants, his pants are like inverted, taking space away from his shirt. Like they're riding that high. <laughs> like his pants are going the opposite direction. <laughs> Am I right? Isn't he the most European American dude ever? I wouldn't say that. Stylistically. Uh, I would say perhaps like Jonah Hill in this movie, part of him legitimately thinks he's black. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Just in terms of some of his like vocal mannerisms. Hold on. A black guy would never be caught wearing pants. True. Probably. Yeah, that's true. I don't know what's going on with Andrew Schultz. (laughs) Listeners, write in if you have any insights into the minds of Andrew Schultz or Jonah Hill. <laughs> um, all right, so let's let's talk about the movie. I, I had a really good Letterboxd review all I was right. going to share here that I took a screenshot of like two minutes before we started recording. Okay. Uh, this, <laughs> you people, from a user who calls themselves Grumweld, and it appears they're a patron, so they like pay to use Letterboxd, which is psychotic. Um, one and a half stars. This movie was edited in CapCut and shot like a GTA 5 cutscene and opens with a Photoshop speed paint of the credits, go fuck yourself. All one <laughs> sentence. Eddie Murphy is good when he's not a Kenya Barris self-insert talking about how much he hates biracial people. <laughs> so I was going to say, uh, you don't know what CapCut is, do you? No. So it's the editing feature. It's basically the standalone editing tool that like you get within TikTok. Okay. So it's like a pretty good way to edit videos on your phone, but probably not the best way to edit an actual movie. And I, I hated the editing in this. So uh, okay, okay. I, uh, I enjoyed that person ragging on it. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
yeah, uh, speaking of the, I don't know, the special effects, the effects <laughs> of this movie. So controversially, and Andrew Schultz. Uh, so Andrew Schultz, fucking Mr. Edward Snowden over here, uh, <laughs> apparently leaked, I read an article this morning, leaked the fact that, um, so at the end, Jonah Hill and uh, the his, his I, I don't know what. Amira. Amira, yeah. Um, get married. And their kiss turns out to be CGI'd, which Andrew Schultz leaked to the press. He was like, so, I'm not, I don't know if I'm supposed to tell you guys this, but um, when I was there during the filming, like their mouths came close together and they didn't make contact. And then later on, when I saw the cut, I was like, oh, this makes sense. They CGI'd their kiss. So I'm sure many of the listeners are screaming at their iPhone or Android phones right now being like, why, George? Why was this CGI? I think Jonah Hill's beard was too nasty for Whoa. Amira. <laughs> Whoa. So I think, think she didn't want to fuck with the beard. You dude. think it was his personal grooming choices? And she was like, nah, we're out of here. Because when you said that was CGI at the end, I'm like, wait, did they? They must have kissed at some other point. Or did they? I No, they didn't. I don't think oh. so. That's the thing. That's what I'm, I, that's what I'm trying to say. I was confusing I, the scene where he's in the Gucci tee, she's in the Supreme tee, and they're lying in bed under the covers. I don't think they ever but no. made contact. Yeah. No. So I, they didn't smooch at all IRL, but then movie magic stepped in. I have a few theories. So I think, yeah, either Jonah Hill's beard was too nasty, which it kind of was. Yeah. Blonde, blonde Not nasty the greatest beard. beard. His no. hair was nasty. His beard was nasty. Yeah, he was greasy all around. What's going on, Jonah? Jonah. <laughs> Jonah. A real, he's, he's in a real uphill battle, it looks like. <laughs> Battling his demons. Yeah. Um, that's my first guess. My second guess is that Jonah Hill's girlfriend mm. was jealous didn't want him had some sort of uh clause put mm. into his contract no no funny business with your castmates no no kissing no smooching or her whoever amira's uh boyfriend is was like right. no no kissing can i can i posit another theory yes woke jonah hill is like i i don't even want to do this. me as a I white man or I don't even want to make like a female co-star. Like I'm uncomfortable doing it. Like forcing another person mm. to kiss me in the context. Oh, of as this. a man, as a man. Yeah, maybe as like the male star of the movie. He's like, I don't even feel comfortable taking things in this direction. Yeah, sorry, I'm too powerful, too male. Yeah, he's uh, kind of the anti-James Franco in that sense. <laughs> James Franco, friend of the pod? I don't know. Debatable. Third mic? <laughs> Third mic? Third USB port? I mean, uh, if nothing else, I think it would be interesting to pod with James Franco. He's very who, smart. He's, who would he's you rather doctor. pod with? Jonah Hill or James Franco? Oh, great question. I mean, yeah, I think Franco. <laughs> I think it's probably going to be a better dialogue and a worse public response for the podcast. <laughs> uh, I think Dave Franco is the right answer there. Yeah. Dave Franco would be the best pod partner. I, w I would exclusively ask him questions about brewing the beer in Easy and then logistical questions about the whole plot of the movie, The Rental. Yeah. How are you going to be an Airbnb killer, my guy? You need to set up a fucking profile. There's so much of a paper trail. Nobody could be an Airbnb killer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that makes no sense. Yeah, that, that doesn't have a lot of <laughs> You can do it once can and get away once. with it. You can't do it twice. You can do it once. Unless, anyway, let's not talk about the rental. Okay. But let's, yeah, we'll, we'll sidebar it for a Franco uh, extravaganza. <laughs> um, I'm sure Franco will be in another Netflix 
product at some point. Dave, he's affiliated. Yes, James, James probably, probably not. not. Yeah, Dave's affiliated though. Yeah, I don't know if James Franco has been in any Netflix originals because one of his more recent roles was on HBO's The Deuce, where mm. he played twins. Oh. Um, anyway, go on. I feel like you were about to set up the movie that we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, the CGI kiss. I was reading an article, though, from uh, some magazine <laughs> that was so like, wild. our real kiss is over. Mm. Is this done? Can we just CGI everything? What do you think was the actual reason, though, why, why they why they CGI'd it? Like, do you think it was just because... What was the actual reason? Like, why, I, why would they I do think this? it has to be one of the people involved didn't want to do it. Right. I, I don't know. And... I guess, but that definitely, t- I mean, that kind of obviously takes away from like, you know, um, like if you look at acting and like the theater sense of acting, it's like right. you have to be the character. You have to yeah. be in the role. I mean, I feel like that yeah. takes away so much of like, yeah, sure. Like maybe it's uncomfortable as actors, you know, it's like you have to hang out after, right. and, you know, whatever. Maybe it makes it more uncomfortable. Maybe you don't want to do it, but isn't that, don't you kind of have to if you're trying <laughs> to be a convincing character, play a convincing character on screen? Like, don't yeah. you kind of have to force yourself to do shit like that? What do you think? Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. I think it's super bizarre that this element of the movie was faked. Um, I want more people on that like Shia LaBeouf and Fury tip, like no <laughs> taking showers, smelling like shit. Well, I was going to say, I think <laughs> getting fucking method with it, getting in character, dude. What happened to people getting in character? So maybe that's I, why this movie fucking sucked. I dude. also think that actors who need to do that much like in character stuff are not the best actors either. Like, no, no. I think you should be able to turn it on and turn it off. Um, I remember reading this article about um ah who's the dude who plays kendall in succession uh jeremy strong i almost said jeremy irons that's Mm. not the guy jeremy strong and it was um a quote from brian cox being like yeah jeremy kind of scares us he's like so intense about the role like i just show up turn it on and then go home and like don't think about it again and basically (laughs) saying like yeah this guy gets so into character and it's like you know, you have to kind of walk on eggshells around him and it's almost like too intense for the other cast members. Yeah. Whereas I do respect when an actor is like, I just show up and do my job and leave. Yeah. Um, like the classic actor Robert Mitchum would apparently take scripts and cross out a bunch of stuff and write like no action required. Like he was just so minimal and didn't overthink it at all. He also had this great quote being like, yeah, I've done two kinds of roles where I'm on a horse and where I'm not on a horse. <laughs> I I don't know. Maybe wow. that's not. Maybe that was a little bit of like early PR training, and he realized if he was kind of flippant in interviews, that would uh, bolster his image or whatever. But I do kind of love when people refuse to intellectualize something that they could get super pretentious with. Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, yeah there's definitely a balance. Right? So, are, so as a podcaster, are you method or are you the kind of guy writing no action required? Because <laughs> I'm definitely the no action required. <laughs> you know what I write, man. <laughs> You've yeah, seen you my do. notebook. <laughs> You're like Heath Ledger preparing to be the Joker. Dude. <laughs> my so, my so notebook <laughs> is the Heath Ledger. <laughs> stay, <laughs> stay away from prescription pills, man. We need to do 20 seasons of this shit. I might need to take some pills for my UTI, though. <laughs> for real. <laughs> You're like, I need to clean this thing out. Man. You're like, doctor, I've read that 
Percocet works really well for UTI. Also, my doctor was like, uh, by the way, don't drink anything carbonated. Stick to clear liquids. As soon as I got, I'm like, okay, okay. As soon as I got to Patrick's house, I chug a, co- a hot coffee and I have two tall boy white claws. <laughs> Wait, so carbonated even? He's saying, yeah, that like, you know, try to not irritate your bladder so Wait. much right now. But wouldn't the carbonation like shake out the infection when it like rattle things up in a good way? <laughs> That's an interesting theory, man. Have you tried putting a leech on it? <laughs> Try putting a leech on your nuts. Um, actually, I was about to tell you a story, but that might um, feel good, man. Leech sucking you off. Actually, I will tell you this story. <laughs> All right, so one time, I. Uh, I wasn't like convinced I had an STI, but I was like, maybe things have felt a little weird downstairs. And mm. the most recent time I'd had sex was with a condom, but I'm like, I don't know. We did other stuff as well. So <laughs> I went to this clinic, like right as they open in the morning before I had to do something else. And like <laughs> the girl behind the counter, like taking everybody's info was kind of cute. And there was like a mother and like a small child behind me. And obviously they're like, what's the purpose of your visit? And I'm like, I might have an STI. I don't know. And then I go in and the the doctor, she's As like, the kid is like crying with the mom. Yeah. The mom's like, shh, shh. <laughs> and uh, so I go in and the doctor, I don't know, she's older. She's like in her 60s. Yeah. Like friendly, but like no nonsense. Just like obviously seen it all. She's like, so what have your symptoms been? And I kind of told her about like some discomfort or whatever. And I was like, so okay look what what if i was having sex with a condom and then i kind of came prematurely but then kept having sex to like not you know and just kept doing that for a while would that lead to any of these symptoms she's like no that wouldn't have any effect she's like well, it sounds like you might have chlamydia from what you said i'm like oh fuck and then i did the test and didn't have anything you're clean yeah, yeah. but like having to i'm gonna regret telling this story on pod but yeah having to uh explain like yeah so i came in the condom and then i kept <laughs> having sex for a while to try to like cover that up and i don't know maybe like got back in there she's like no that's not a real thing <laughs> so that was like me explaining to the doctor that i did like a strip routine <laughs> yeah on a boat on we've, a boat party <laughs> we've all had some moments with the medical care system folks <laughs> the one time i did an sti test it was like not for any reason it was like you know, Amanda was like, I think you should do one. You've never done right. one. I was like, yeah, I guess I should. I, and I'm assuming this was like early in your relationship. Yeah, like, yeah. No, like as you were in the lab today, she calls you. She's like, can you just do another cup as well? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I already jizzed four times. <laughs> yeah. Jizz How much more? more do you think I have in me? <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, the guy was like, yeah, so, you know, if uh, you have something, we'll call you. You'll mm-hmm. get a call. So, But don't freak out because... Um, this test also covers like herpes simplex, which is like um, cold sores. Right. And whatever, 90, 95% of the population has this. So most... that's, you definitely just gave an inflated number, but go on. <laughs> Literally everybody has it. Nah, dude. Okay. It's, it's like it's, a lot. Yes, I know. It's, it's, it's like a, 80% or something. It's like you would be surprised, but it's not 95%. <laughs> okay, yeah, let's see. Okay. You're like actually 99.99% of all people have it. So it's not even a big deal. 80% of people yeah. have it. So he's like, you'll probably get a call, but it'll probably just be that. I'm like, yeah. cool. And guess what? Never got the call. Hey, I am built. Beat the allegations. Different, dude. I don't even have fucking. Built I never so had a different. cold sore. Man. You're like, I've never even held a woman's hand. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's how you avoid it. Um, I was thinking we we should get like a condom as a sponsor. Okay. <laughs> you were just gonna say we should get a condom then. <laughs> I don't, wait, we should, you're we should... not wearing one right now. <laughs> Dude, go strap up and we're gonna bod. That that should be our new uh what do you call it? Pop filter for the mic. It's just, we just put a <laughs> yeah, condom just... over the mic. Inside uh blow them up like balloons. Hey, we, we, we should have very horny sponsorships though. Yeah. Like we should get Blue like Chew, on condoms, that... yeah, vibrators, yeah, um cups for urine tests. <laughs> yeah. Home urine tests. Hey, at your school, real quick, when they were doing sex ed, did they have a like banana or like a wooden piece that you put a condom on they had a they they should have eggplants now these days yeah because it's like the, the emoji yeah okay so i remember at my school it must have been when i don't they think were they, like, they didn't do the banana i don't they were telling us like they, they had the, they had a something they had a model yeah yeah they were telling us like all the shit about being an adult and they had like the wooden you know phallus and they also for some reason like there were the drunk goggles as well so we were all like, let's try to put the condom on wearing the drunk goggles, <laughs> which Wait. is also very funny to think like when I'm drunk as shit, that's yeah. also when I'm going to be like, we need to be responsible. No, that's true. That's honestly probably the most relevant practical teaching that you had at high school. <laughs> yeah, that's looking back now. That's very funny that somehow these two things were in such close proximity. That's like, yeah, go ahead. Use them both. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Putting a condom on another man's penis while wearing drunk <laughs> yeah. goggles. <laughs> yeah, we did it on each other. They're yeah. like, all right, this is a bit much. <laughs> <laughs> zip, yo, zip me up real quick. <laughs> zip me up. We um, went in and changed room, Deadly Illusion style. Because wait, am I getting that right? Is that what it was? You had the drunk goggles on. You're putting it on the model penis? Yes. Yes. On like the thing sitting on the desk. <laughs> right, yeah. right, right. Which hopefully has never been used as a sex toy yeah. i think it was for like demonstration purposes mm. yeah yeah it was the it was the prop gun of dildos <laughs> <laughs> definitely wasn't something that that teacher just had like lying around in his home right? <laughs> no definitely not from a bedside drawer <laughs> <laughs> sketchy bedside drawer well, before we get back to the movie i mean people hate it when we talk about the movies i don't know why they really do i don't even know yeah yeah um <laughs> What do you think was you the... people hate it? You people hate it. Let's yeah, be really well... antagonistic towards our listeners. This episode. <laughs> yeah, let's start doing that. It's not like I do it every episode. <laughs> Those fuckers complain about anything. We're giving a free product and we get nothing but abuse. Anyway, um, what do you think was the best piece of advice like a teacher gave to you in high school? Does anything come to mind? Huh? Or what well... do you think perhaps you've given as a teacher that you've thought has been good advice right um yeah don't have rainbow parties was a pretty good one i got um i don't know do you have one you're like yeah i was about to suck this guy's dick with lipstick (laughs) on but now i'm not going to Um, i wiped the lipstick off yeah you're like this makes it fine um yeah as i said that question i'm like i can't think of anything specific i can probably think of something later on maybe after the break yeah. Let's, let's see if I come up with something during our yeah. break. Okay, let's take a break. Okay. And then we'll actually talk about the movie? Well, we'll see. <laughs> Folks, we're back. 
So we need to talk about how this movie shows podcaster representation. Yeah. So at the beginning of the movie, <laughs> this movie that's about race. Let's talk about how it represents podcasters. Well, representation so. can mean a lot of things. Yes, and it can. look, it shows. It would be funny if we completely ignored all the race talk in this movie and we just looked at it through the lens of like a podcaster trying to have a successful relationship with a woman. Yeah. As, <laughs> Which yeah. is borderline <laughs> impossible, let me tell you. <laughs> um, yeah, so Jonah Hill as Ezra at the start of the movie, he's living this kind of fractured life. You know, he's doing this finance stuff that I guess you're meant to assume like his overbearing Jewish family pushed him into, but he's not really into it. He doesn't seem to have any passion for it or banter with his co-workers but he's also a podcaster so we're introduced to him as he's podcasting mid pod yeah and it's like they have a pretty nice studio space and like lots of equipment yeah pop, so they have pop filters yeah they do they have significantly more hardware than we do um so i guess we're meant to assume that like a it's lot a, more wires <laughs> so many more and like mixers and soundboards and yeah. shit uh, so we're meant to assume it's like it's not nothing at the start, right? Like at least some people must listen to it. And we're mm. we're shown like like Twitch or like live stream like comments pouring in as mm -hmm. they do it. So they're doing it for people. We never really know how big it is, but at the end, I think the podcast has been picked up by Complex. Right. Or, now that, or, or like the Joe Budden network. I was going <laughs> to say, now that Joe Budden isn't on Complex, uh, doing the shit he used to do with academics. He's got his own network now. Yeah. yeah. But he's Wait, made. what else is on his network? Oh, he like tried to make a couple of like uh, female-centered podcasts hmm. that failed. How'd that go? Oh, <laughs> very bad. Not great? <laughs> very bad. They accused him of like some shit. Anyway. <laughs> That's shocking that <laughs> Joe Budden would be facing that kind of criticism from female... Well, from women and from female coworkers. Yeah. Hmm. Um, anyway, yeah. So, the, yeah, they get picked up in the end. Which is very funny because I think very few movies have shown, like, the podcasting lifestyle. Yeah. <laughs> Which, like, I say kind of flippantly, but it's true. It's something that hasn't really been that represented in movies. I feel like there have been a mm. few now that touch on it. Like, BJ Novak wrote a movie where he's a podcaster like a true crime guy and he gets wrapped up like investigating what he thinks was a murder. Right. I haven't seen it. I've heard it wasn't great. Um, but yeah, there've been very few portrayals on screen. So it's like, do you think podcasts are disproportionately unrepresented in the media for how popular they are? I think yes. Yeah. And my suspicion is by the time movies, big movies clue in that this is like a type of person the podcast bubble will have already burst and they'll be like lame to have a podcast. Right. Right. But uh, yeah, Jonah Hill leaving his stable job to pursue podcasting full time is so fucking funny. But the, the weird thing, sorry. Yeah. Cause I think <laughs> this, awesome. is, this is interesting. Cause like the weird thing is I think the podcast bubble almost has burst a little bit. Right. Where it's like, everybody talks about how oversaturated and it's like you're making a podcast like i yeah. feel like we're already there we're you know, already you know what I mean? there and i think the number of so, new podcasts created annually has sharply declined from covid which i think was truly peak podcast like i don't think we're gonna have another you know resurgence at any but like i think it's it, i think it's gonna be plateauing for a yes. while you know what i mean like it's it it became drastically popular after serial obviously yeah. um and like a couple of other like huge podcasts yeah. 
um and like joe rogan and shit like that yeah and then and then it, joe rogan is name dropped at one point in you people yes he is by uh amira's like crazy uncle yeah who is was he wearing fake versace or not i i don't know versace well enough to id it are we meant to think it's fake uh yeah i think so unanswerable he likes, question he looks like a little bit of a, a sorry dirt go bag, on right go on you're talking about the bubble <laughs> um no i'm just saying it's weird in terms of the representation of it like i feel like if it was ever to be represented on screen that time has already passed <laughs> yes you know what i mean much like portraying covid in the cursed knives out glass onion um <laughs> yeah no i do agree sometimes by the time you know mainstream stuff that isn't it's a hyper into niche subcultures by the time they clue in like oh we could show this and be hip it's like it's almost too late yeah um yeah i i i don't want to give away too much screenplay juice on this but i do have kind of an idea for like a script about like a controversial podcaster oh really and his name is rick weston <laughs> <laughs> Matt Geeston. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I I think it could be interesting. I think almost having something like filmed as a vlog or like cut together from clips of like a streamer as their like life goes into chaos as they're canceled mm-hmm. could be kind of interesting. Yeah. I'm mostly thinking about some of the streams Sneeko did just before he was kicked off YouTube. <laughs> Where he's like, I don't know. I found something about them very compelling. Right. Right. Just kind of like somebody tanking their whole career, but somehow convinced they're about to like break through to the next level. Whoa. <laughs> convinced that they're revealing some kind of fundamental truth about life. Whoa. I don't know. I almost want to combine it with like ideas i've had that are kind of quasi like under the silver lake type ideas where a character becomes convinced that they're stumbling upon a conspiracy right and maybe they're trying to pod about it yeah i've trying even to, trying to reveal it on pod in some sort like, of investigative podcast and they're getting so canceled for it i've wanted to write a short story for a while maybe i'll do a script about it a character who becomes obsessed with elsa gate okay <laughs> and is like convinced that there's some sort of conspiracy and they're just like I don't know, probably abusing a lot of Adderall and cocaine. And they're just obsessed with Elsa gate and all this like recurring motifs in the imagery. And like, where is this content coming from? And like the whole, I've gone down to internet wormholes of like looking at the different keystrokes and codes that might be in the Elsa gate comments and all this stuff. And then I don't know, maybe they do stumble across something. Who's to say? Huh? Yeah. Interesting. I like it, man. You should read it. Yeah if you're listening and you think that's a good idea hands off it's mine (laughs) (laughs) write your own shit (laughs) yeah so anyway uh you people so jonah hill uh encounters a love interest through a kind of modern meet cute he goes into a woman's car thinking this woman is his uber driver she is not she is alarmed that he's in the car but somehow agrees to give him a ride yeah i wasn't quite sure how that transaction and transpired immediately but... there's some friction between them because uh she's saying you just saw a black woman in a cheap car and you thought i was your uber driver and he's like no literally you do look exactly like this person and shows she, her the picture and she admits it like yeah and, yeah, like yeah. the uber driver's in like the same model of car so it does seem like an honest mistake so immediately like clearly so like they're you know what are they millennials right like elder millennials but elder millennials. yeah 
Um, the race relations that this movie is portraying in millennials is like, we're fucking cool, right? Yeah. Like, like there's no problem between them, right? Yes, because initially we're meant to see like, oh, they can connect. However, it's going to be once they bring in the extended families. Like their first day is a little bit rocky, but you can tell Jonah kind of wins her over and they're just connecting as people. But but like there's no racial tension between them, really. They joke about it a little right. bit. But as soon as she sees like he's a good guy, like, yeah, like he didn't. Uh, yeah, like he's joking around about it. He thought that she looked like the Uber driver. She yeah. sort of, you know, did she, did she not? I don't know. They, yes, she did look like the picture, but she, and she sort of admits it. She could have ragged him about it a little bit more. Right. Anyway, they're fucking cool, right? Um, I'm really interested in what this movie is like trying to say, I feel like. What is it saying about the world? Um, and I feel like it's going like, well, like young people are fucking cool, right? Right. Well, as as posited by Ezra's podcasting partner, I forget her name, but she says, can white and black people ever be cool? Right, right. Which is maybe the thesis of the movie. Well, I think she means, well, I don't know, because there's this generational mm. thing in the movie too, right? Right. Where it seems to be the older generations, like their parents, that are not cool. Maybe more entrenched in their ways and more quick to see differences as opposed to like similarities. So I'm trying to explore, is this movie it is this movie making more of a statement about generational difference mm. rather than racial difference? Well, you can tell Eddie Murphy does not respect the profession of podcasting. I can tell you that much. Right. Very funny. One of my favorite scenes was when he was driving with the uncle character who may or may not be wearing fake Versace. And they were listening to Ezra's podcast, like <laughs> in the bands. Oh man, that's like you telling me you, you told like your cousin about our podcast, yeah. And then they, much. and then they listen to it in the car on their way back yeah. home from dinner. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's very funny to imagine people listening to this in the car or like at the gym. Imagine people listening to this in any context in the wild. It's just crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. I feel like any context people have told me that they listen and i'm like you're a sicko for that <laughs> i made it so i'm the biggest sicko of all <laughs> um yeah so we should say the parents so ezra's parents are elaine from seinfeld who commits many foot and mouth like just painfully tone deaf things where it's like would any it's i don't know the whole thing is just like an snl sketch basically mm -hmm. uh david duchovny is a dad i wish david duchovny had been given a bit more to do in this script i mm. do like him a lot as an actor yeah real quick have you ever watched the red shoe diaries no it's a soft core television show where david duchovny is the recurring narrator i believe he's only in a few of the episodes but it's always about like sexy people meet and have some sort of affair Oh, interesting. It was an awesome show when you were like flipping channels and you were 12 years old. Yeah, I was going to say. That's... Uh, I almost want to find it on Streamio. I wonder if I'll be able to. Because mm. David Duchovny, his character was in a couple episodes, but he was just like, he would narrate like the voiceover at the beginning. Oh. Okay, okay. Um, gotcha. Yeah, I love David Duchovny. Watch all of Californication, even when it got super dumb. Mm. Um, I don't think I've ever seen anything that he's in. Apart from no X-Files. <laughs> no. Oh, this is like wild for you to have this just as your sample. Because yeah. I feel like he did not have to try very hard in this role. And it was just very like phoned in. No, he, um, for sure. I don't think he really made it his own in any significant way. But his character's obsession is like 
listening to 90s hip-hop like on serious radio as he's driving around and he always references exhibit as a rapper which is like well like the, the whole bit <laughs> but of jonah hill's parents is like they, they just keep trying to say yeah. shit that I don't know anything they know about black culture to uh, Amir Amira's parents. I keep trying to say Amiri. Uh, Mike Amiri jeans. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm surprised Jonah Hill didn't wear Amiri jeans. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, uh, Amira's parents, who are Eddie Murphy and Nia Long, so yes, they have like various dinners together and go to various functions. <laughs> All together. of which are kind of disasters. Yeah, yeah. Uh, from a filmmaker perspective, yeah, <laughs> a film viewer perspective, and the story like perspective. all of it is just hammered home again and again i said to george at one point if they tone back every scene in this movie by 80 percent to 90 percent, you'd be left with maybe some funny stuff but it's just like they hit you so hard over the head with uh, yeah it just is painful to watch yeah like uh fuck man i was sorry i was gonna say something if I, if I can just um, jump in go what ahead, you go think? ahead so we see much more of Eddie Murphy as the father figure than we do of uh, Neil Long as the mother. But basically, Eddie Murphy is immediately disapproving of Jonah Hill, mm. like a very stern. Uh, he's a tough hang in this movie. He's very Muslim. Uh, when he hears his daughter has met some sort of man before he's met Jonah Hill's whack ass, he's like, is he black? Is he Muslim? Like, what type of Muslim? Like. <laughs> He has a very uh, rigid worldview, you know, about how black people should act in society, how things should go. Right. It's it's very much the trope of like their relationships going great. Now you have to meet my father. And hijinks ensue. Yeah. And uh, on the other side of it. So Elaine and David Duchovny are like they're it's not that they are necessarily disapproving of amira uh they don't really care that she's black from a like i guess a inclusivity perspective no but they no. make too big a deal out of it where yes. it's like out of pocket so it's like yeah they're making too big a deal out of it and just kind of foot in mouth all these painful moments where they're like trying to relate or kind of saying stuff where it's like yo just chill just be a normal person right and then eddie murphy is dis much more actively disapproving and like i don't want my daughter in this relationship and this yeah. is not the right guy for her and i guess and honestly is... throughout a lot of the movie i'm like i don't think they're right for each other i don't really <laughs> buy the chemistry like Th this not was... because of uh obviously the interracial nature it's just like <laughs> for the chemistry i didn't think it was that strong they needed to cgi more of that chemistry <laughs> yeah um <laughs> yeah i yeah i was gonna say so like i think that uh, uh fuck man i i keep i keep losing my stream of thought man i keep Damn, losing my like, stream it's like you <laughs> this is my uti dude i keep losing the stream it's like you smoked that kush before <laughs> we recorded yeah man i don't know what's happening it's that shit that'll turn your pacemaker off <laughs> um <laughs> I, okay, this is what I was going to say. I think this movie is trying to capture the moment of racial tension in, like, the Western world, like, post-George Floyd. And, like, post affluent people who lead pretty comfortable lives. That are I would trying say, to in be, LA. like, allies. Yes, and I think there are moments throughout the movie where it's, like, Jonah Hill's intentions and authenticity are called into question when it's, like, why are you as this 
kind of nerdy Jewish guy aligning yourself with so many elements of black culture. Here, but, I, I don't think they were called into question enough. Like, I, well, I still know, don't understand why he's dude, so honestly, with the culture. Once I saw how good he is at playing basketball, I'm like, I, I don't know. Maybe he kind of earned it. He's good at podcasting. <laughs> he's good at basketball. I'm like, the meme of like, hold up, let him cook. He won you back. Like, he won he, back Eddie Murphy. He that's won it. me back. Yeah. Because at first, you they were set the him disapproving up. father, yeah. the Muslim no, father. That, that was a good bit when they set it up. Like, oh, this guy is going to be a laughing sock when he's playing basketball and he's getting bumped around. Then he just turns on the Jets and he makes all these plays. Dude. Um, I, I mean, okay. So I guess this movie is trying to capture this moment in time, which I guess it's sort of doing. I don't know, I guess accurately to an extent where it's like, sure, maybe black people today are more, uh, I don't know, um, uh, on their, on edge maybe uh, around white people or because of white people or like. Well, Jonah Hill's hairstyle certainly doesn't help put anyone at ease around him. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's a a macro aggression he's doing against everyone, dude. Um, that's a hate crime. <laughs> his hair, yeah, his hair, truly against us, the audience. Um, and then I guess white people are trying to be like more racially sensitive to sometimes like a nauseating extent, right? Right. Which is I, what this movie was trying to depict. Right. Showing like you when agree? you go so far to try to be an ally, you're still not really addressing some of the issues and you're still ultimately kind of being harmful if you're not you know if you're making too big a deal out of it if you're right? making too big a deal and if you're making everything about like yes race, and if you're not able to just have a human conversation right whereas i think what this movie is saying it's not me i'm just i think yeah, this is yeah. what this movie is saying is that like and maybe for black people it's like also don't go too much on the offensive against white people like you have to right. coexist with these people in some capacity right and yeah some of them are podcasters and they don't dress well <laughs> but you know ultimately they'll be a loyal husband to your daughter right right like i guess that's the thesis of this yeah. movie right so so the one scene that did really get me good in this movie and i feel like this could just be a very hilarious late night sketch and we don't need any any other thing from the movie like you could just set this up in four minutes and have it pay off uh eddie murphy driving the car the kanye and jay-z song in paris comes on i'm mm. i'm sure all of you listening know the actual title of the song what is it pat <laughs> let's and just then, do the bit yeah. let's just do the bit and then jonah is like i love this song and then eddie murphy's like oh you love this song yeah what's the name of the song what what about it appeals to you what in the lyrics and it's just so fucking funny and Jonah Hill ends up saying, you know, it's about friendship, like with a Parisian backdrop, <laughs> which is that just killed me. And it's like the kernel of this can stand on its own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was good. That was Literally good. doing the meme about like, who is in Paris? The center can hold. Yeah, the center can hold. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally, totally. Um, yeah, it's it's kind of depressing when you see a bad movie and you're like, you know what? There were glimmers in here and yeah. like this nugget could stand alone yeah <laughs> so it's like we don't need everything around it because yeah so what was good about it like it did have some funny lines you know uh there mm-hmm. was some there was some good bits um eddie murphy goes to like vegas with jonah hill and like his his crew of i don't know of of, of buddies degenerates degens um who are all doing coke and like jonah hill can't 
get involved because he's trying to look good for Eddie Murphy. And but stuff. then they're incriminating him and being like, didn't you do so much blow? You shit your pants last time you were here. Yeah, that ended up being a, a decent bit. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, it has good moments, but then I guess its message is just so heavy handed and it does this annoying music swell at like <laughs> at various points when heavy conversations are happening to like make you feel the gravity of and those conversations just, but th- that are just falling so flat because they're so heavy-handed they're so just overwritten and overwritten yeah and you're not feeling yeah as you said like the cgi they should have manufactured some chemistry with cgi because yeah you don't really feel any real emotions for for no. any of these characters for this relationship I, I think they started off well, but we should have seen a little bit mm-hmm. more of their relationship rather than the the racial relationship between their families. Yeah, and honestly, I feel like the narrative of Jonah Hill's podcast, which I forget the name of, but with his black co-host, I feel like his whole, like, forget the financing, like, that's whatever, that never really pays off. I think it could have been more interesting to talk about, like, his podcast and maybe, like, I don't know what kind of fan base is it like who's watching like what's the racial makeup of the audience like is he kind of is it accepted that he can comment on quote unquote the culture and then like Eddie Murphy is like wait a minute we gotta check out this guy's intentions I feel maybe this is a dumb comment but I feel like the podcast honestly should have been more of a part of the narrative Mm. and like that would have added some interesting texture yeah um um podcast of representation <laughs> <laughs> the, the final frontier of representation <laughs> podcaster power <laughs> yeah man it's <laughs> it's the black power fist but it's holding a microphone <laughs> shouts out to farrakhan though that's our guy <laughs> anyway um yeah do we have any other thoughts about this movie I'm... i think my last thought that i want i was i just thought of tell me what you think about this yeah. like i feel like in I don't know. I don't know what era of movies, but I feel like in the 80s, 90s, maybe even early 2000s, you had these movies like um, your, I don't know, your Save the Last Dances. Mm. You know what I'm talking about? That yeah, movie? with uh, Julia Stiles. Julia Stiles of like, you know, interracial relationships are cool. Like, you know, people are just people, right? Yeah. Like, I feel like you had this string of movies for a while. Right. Um, about like interracial relationships how like race doesn't really matter in relationships yeah um i feel like there's a lot more famous examples that i'm like not thinking of but for some reason save the last dance right is, like just sure, really no, that's, to mind. that's an example um and i just it's I, I don't know it's i guess it's weird to me that this same plot line is because i think at that time even when i i remember watching save the last dance i was like I even felt that was like, oh my God, okay. Like, I understand. Like, I know. <laughs> yeah. Like, like even that felt heavy-handed mm. to me. <laughs> like, I didn't even, even then, I didn't need that message whenever right. I was, I, when I was like 12 or whatever. I'm like, yes, I understand. Like, anyone can date anyone. Like, this is fucking obvious. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't understand why we need this message again right now. And like, I like guess... I, I guess the I understand the nuance mm-hmm. is there with the, political situation i guess the, over the last couple of years and but but do you think this movie effectively speaks to any of that like that's what at I'm all not do you it, think it, not that much not you, nearly enough do you it's think not it, as nuanced i think as it could have been if it wanted to address those things specifically right because i was gonna say even though this movie does have a lot of like modern fashion and like the whole podcasting angle i don't think it really specifically speaks to any of the events of the past couple of years that could actually what am I trying to say here? 
uh it doesn't really speak to anything new that could make this movie stand out no here's the thing because the message in the end is like just fucking treat people like normal ass people which has been the message forever like everyone like (laughs) everyone knows this dude yeah like what the fuck i don't don't (laughs) need jonah hill in his gucci shirt to blow the case wide open like this is the thing that pissed me off about the movie the most is like in the end it's like yeah of course that was always going to be the message like it didn't have any (laughs) it didn't have any nuanced perspective on the issue it although it was it seemed like it would because it was Dude, trying to be so the, modern. The clip on the podcast at the end, like before Jonah Hill has gone back with his love interest, when he says on pod, there's a clip of him being like, you know, I've been thinking about your question. I don't think black people and white people can be cool. What if the movie just ended <laughs> on that note? That would be truly different. I know. I it would know, be yeah. like, Jonah, you're a fool for this one. Yeah, it would be truly. Honestly, yeah. maybe I would have even liked it more then because that would have been more it interesting. It would have been unexpected. I, I don't know. Yeah. It would have been unexpected. Well, I guess also it comes down to like when a movie has a message, it needs to be very fucking entertaining. Right. Because you automatically, you're fighting against the cringe allegations when you have such a heavy-handed <laughs> message. So it's like, totally. you better make this movie awesome. And this movie was doing a lot more telling than showing. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. Like, if they had just scaled everything back and if they'd hit on the same points of, like, you know, Elaine saying stuff where she thinks she's an ally but is actually being super fucking annoying, if they just toned that way down to a level that seemed at all believable, it's like, Maybe there's something there that you can kind of develop. Totally. And uh, White Lotus falls into this a little <laughs> bit um, too, because I'm I'm starting season two of White Lotus. Oh, okay. And, and in season one, they like address a lot of like racial stuff with a mm. lot more nuance than this show, which I respect. I quite liked and they come at it from interesting angles but they again do it in such a telly way Mm. in such a prescriptive way Mm -hmm. um that is just very annoying but Mm. but that show at least has like nuance and they say something interesting about race whereas this movie is just saying the same thing i feel like that we've (laughs) that we've known for like i don't know since i don't know since all these other movies from like uh i don't know years gone by since save the last dance man (laughs) since i learned everything i've known since save the last dance it is very funny to imagine somebody (laughs) who's been like a lifelong racist being shown save the last dance and they're like yo i gotta rethink some things like love is love yeah you know we're all those people in the end i renounce i renounce the kkk save the last dance was a good movie after all and taught me a lot of things (laughs) i was at an anti-racism uh meeting at work the other day (laughs) and me and uh, some guy at the table, I don't know, I think the question to the table groups was like, um, what do you think is a situation that can actually affect someone, like have lasting change? And me and this mm. other uh, guy were both like, yeah, I think just watching movies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, I love that. Watching more movies and like being exposed to more media and more yeah. art is honestly something like- Like more like, diverse voices. Yeah, more diverse Being exposed to other viewpoints. Yeah, like I genuinely believe like has a lasting impact on like is like one of the most impactful things on like making people less racist yeah no i i think there's definitely something there yeah 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 i i also think if you're how do i say this if you're going to an anti-racism meeting you probably don't need to be all that worried about inadvertently being super racist right (laughs) like (laughs) You're either t- actively aware of how you conduct yourself in the world or you're like taking steps to be better. Yeah, 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 yeah. for sure. Because sure, sure. I, 
I'd like to get somebody who is a devout racist to attend these anti-racism meetings and do like <laughs> monthly check-ins to see like what's up with them. That's the thing. Yeah. It's like court ordered <laughs> anti-racism meetings. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that does happen too. It's like, you gotta, you gotta go to a workshop. Well, that's I mean? like, you gotta go to like, you know, I, I think if you, you do, have to watch you people. Like, <laughs> what if that was the look, court order? If you get like a heinous DUI, you have to go to like, substance abuse counseling if you get like an assault charge i think you have to go to anger management so what if you have to watch you people as like your anti-racism training <laughs> you'd be like your honor i'd rather serve the time i'm not <laughs> interested in the alternatives clockwork orange style oh god continuously for an entire day yeah this, this movie people. does make me morbidly curious what jonah hill is going to do next like mm. man i don't know i feel I do feel like Jonah Hill has an interesting look that could be used to some sort of effect for a character, but I don't think this was the best use of that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what it would be. Because I also think he wants to like play heroes now. Mm. So I don't know if he'd necessarily go for like a villain role. I was going to say, yeah, he could do a good villain though. I, I mean, he's never so. really been a villain. He's He's always no. been like the friend. Yeah. The funny friend or whatever, the fat friend. But um, I think he needs to go full villain. He has to go like Jesse Eisenberg. You know yeah. how Jesse Eisenberg was like the villain in like the Batman or like the Superman movie or whatever. Actually, um, I never saw the Superman movie. Great movie, never Luther. saw it. Yeah. <laughs> Lex Luthor? I think he was Lex Luthor. So did he shave his head? Did he go bald? I think he did. I believe Damn, so. he appropriated bald culture. <laughs> Yo, what do you think about when actors who have a full head of hair shave their head for a role? I mean... I don't know. I think those roles should go to bald people. I agree, my community, yeah, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> hair, hair not having people. Yeah, people experiencing hair loss. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's use what's the word for that? Like people first language. Or yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's take a break here, and then we'll talk. Yeah, we'll, we'll do. A, we'll do a quick segment about whatever else it is we do. Yeah, <laughs> not potting because that's what. Okay, we're back. We're back. So we're gonna move on from you people. Uh, again, a closing note: if you haven't to, to us, we're gonna move on to us. People. Yeah, us people. Again, if you haven't seen you people, I really don't suggest you go out and watch it. No, um, you should watch Save the Last Dance instead. Yeah, Save, save the Last Dance. Save yourself the trouble. Yeah, <laughs> that movie slaps. And this is coming from a professor of anti-racism, so you know <laughs> you can trust his take. So. <laughs> I just mentioned to George for highbrow shit segment. I've been getting very into a subgenre of movies that I feel like George has probably never been exposed to. The subgenre of a methodical lone wolf assassin whose controlled existence is threatened by upheaval. Are you watching like The Gray Man or something? What are you watching? So I've been watching The American for like the oh. fifth time. Fucking love that movie. I really want to start dressing like George Clooney in that movie because he. I was reading an interview with the costume designer. That's how deep a dive I did. And she was saying, you know, we had to make him look like classic and fashionable, but like he could blend into a small town where like seven year olds are drinking coffee, you know? Mm. So um, you want to be conspicuous, but. I want to be like blend in, but like quality materials. You know? oh, okay. And I also started reading the <laughs> extremely autistic blog BAMF style again, yeah. where the guy has been posting for like a decade plus and he'll do like a movie or TV character. 
um, and look at like different outfits they've worn. He wrote a few articles about Clooney and the American. Interesting. And it's like fascinating stuff. He's also like a real gun fanatic. So he'll break down the specifics of like all the guns in the movie too. BAMFstyle.com. Like I highly suggest anyone listening to this podcast goes and checks it out. You can sink your teeth into it so much. Um, so I've been watching The American, uh, rewatched The Limits of Control, which mm. is a pretty crazy Jarmusch movie. Uh, I haven't seen that. I do like Jim Jarmusch. I'm thinking of rewatching The Mechanic with Charles Bronson, oh. who is in. There are a lot of Bronson movies on Tubi. Shouts out to Charles Bronson, <laughs> one of the goats. He doesn't get a lot of respect these days, but you know. Uh, no, he, I mean he's on Tubi. He had the same like weird little ass mustache and floppy haircut for about thirty years straight, while also being very jacked and lean. Yeah, goals, <laughs> dude. I want to get a hair trans. I want to walk into a hair transplant <laughs> clinic and be like, make me look like Bronson in '82. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Hold on, let me let me show him George a picture. <laughs> Hold on, you want them to like. This is this is our boy right here. Oh yeah. yeah okay, yeah. I've seen this guy. I've seen this guy. Dude, this guy looks so Russian. I was gonna say it looks extremely Eastern European. Yeah. I remember looking up his ethnicity once and being like, wait, what? I think he's like Georgian or something, isn't he? Yeah, it's like one of the smaller countries. It's yeah. something super specific. Um Lone Wolf Assassin. What else? I do want to rewatch Collateral as well. That's one of the, the greats in that. One of Tom Cruise's only villain turns, one of his best roles. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's just something. To, oh, Le Samurai I rewatched, which is mm. truly a great movie. Yeah, there's something very appealing to me about a character who leads like a Spartan existence, but then something like threatens it. Right. I. Yeah, I. Uh, I don't mind those movies. I like The American. Um, well, we were talking about the card counter a little while back. He's not counter. like an assassin in yeah. that, but it's like a similar concept of like very yeah. controlled, like very isolated. Totally, totally. Yeah, there's something comforting about those movies. Somehow. Yeah, I don't know why. I guess it's, it's the isolation. Maybe it's weird because it's like I would never want to live my life like that. But yeah. you're right. There is something weirdly comforting and like very stylized as well. Yeah, yeah totally. Um, I also rewatched a history of violence last night, Ooh. which is somewhat in that subgenre because it's like somebody who has done very violent things in their past, who has kind of led a whole new life for a long time is at risk of being pulled back into their mm. old ways. Right. Um, shouts out to Vigo. He's fucking awesome and everything. Mm -hmm. I've never seen a bad Vigo performance. No. Um, Lord of the Rings one, Lord of the Rings two, <laughs> Lord of the Rings three. <laughs> he killed it. Did you ever see the movie where Sandra Bullock goes to rehab and Vigo, ha she has like kind of a romance with Vigo? No, no. 28 Days Later? No. It's pretty good, actually. 28 Days Later? Isn't that the fucking Or wait, 28 Days, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wait, no, it's about a 28-day rehab <laughs> say no say, zombies. Did you forget about the zombie plot in that? <laughs> oh, yeah, there was something about zombies in the background. <laughs> the romance was just all-consuming. Yeah, so that's me, man. I've uh, I've been in my lone wolf assassin bag. What about you? <laughs> I've been in my Harry Potter Hogwarts <laughs> legacy bag, dude. Damn. I gave ribs. Um, I it feels oh man, it really that game really captures the feeling of going to Hogwarts, man. I Damn. I really I didn't think it would do it, huh? But I really feel like a student at Hogwarts, man. It's so immersive. I, I just want to explore everything. I want to make new friends. I want to get all the gear. I'm a big gearhead. 
in uh, video games. <laughs> I want to get all the outfits, all the different, okay. all the different styles. When I'm get all the unlocks, yeah, very very hyped about Hogwarts Legacy. So graphically, does this really push the PS5 to its uh, breaking point? What are the graphics like? No, and often RP big RPGs don't mm. really because like so much of the I don't know how it really works, but like I think you so can just much, lie to me. I think all of like the game processing power is spent on like rendering the surroundings right that they can't really do a great job on the graphics mm. but um although some do so i don't know yeah i would say the graphics aren't great <laughs> but okay. but i don't really care because i'm a dirty rat anyway so right but so it's all good but the gameplay is nice wait did you just say you're a dirty rat dude i'm a dirty rat when you're like i don't care about graphics i'm a dirty rat dude, yeah when it comes to graphic quality i am a dirty rat i will watch something on <laughs> you know i'll watch something with like five pixels yeah i don't, I don't care you'll watch something that's been uploaded to tubi from like a camcorder oh yeah and you're like this just goes i grew up watching like because my family is you know we, we we used to get like pirated movies that were dubbed in russian where like one russian dude was doing every single person's voice <laughs> male and female oh, wow. and you used to literally see like people walking up and down in the movie theater like silhouettes wow. <laughs> like in these rips so that that's like do you think do you remember like a specific movie you watched in that harry, format harry potter so <laughs> i watched is the it, harry potters translated is into there Russia. something kind of nostalgic about that where when yes. you see the real harry potter now you're like i wish i could see the aisle i wish a guy was doing the voices it's not i wouldn't say it's nostalgic it's not something that i would actively seek out mm. but i think it's made me tolerant of mm. low quality shit which i really right. appreciate and i really want I really think my kids when I have kids are really that's you know I don't want to take that away from them right so, uh, I, if they're used to high quality shit all the time I don't want that man um I I want to present them I want to really lower their standards early on in life so you'll play them the first episode of our podcast where the <laughs> levels are way off and you'll be like this is what everything sounded like back in 20 late 2022 yes I think it's important to lower your standards in life so that you're yeah. just like holy shit this is all awesome but like I'm fine with like low quality shit as well yeah I mean I think it's important to be able to recognize quality but not to be such a snob that you'll instantly dismiss something if it's yeah, exactly. And sometimes I feel like the technical limitations of a medium uh, can inspire creativity as yes, well. That too. Yeah. Um, so I've been playing that. Uh, I listened to the new or not the new, but the Grammy award winning Harry Styles album on the oh, way. No. Here. It's pretty good, man. Yeah. Pretty good. Harold, Harold J. Styles. Is that his middle initial? Uh some would say, yeah, I would say. <laughs> some, some have said. I'm not going to look it up. You were saying lyrically it's a bit. Yeah, lyrically it's, it's a bit bad. Uh, it's, it is wanting, I think, <laughs> in some some songs. Uh, mm. There's a song he does about like a road trip where he just proceeds to name like a comic amount of breakfast foods. <laughs> He's like, we, I don't know, singing about the road trip. And it's like, we got scrambled eggs and bacon or something like okay okay he's setting the scene he's painting right. the picture and then he goes on to say like yeah we drank orange juice uh we put the maple syrup on the pancakes we had hash browns like he just goes way too detailed right dude. it's like pull back pull back we want more macro yeah yeah um anyway yeah some of the lyrics are fucking bad huh. he says the word hash browns in a song um but it's a good album 
I enjoyed it. Have I told you the fan? Well, not every fan thinks this. The fan theory among some people that Harry Styles is bald. Oh. Covering it up. Let's just say I've seen some pretty damning <laughs> screenshots, and I, I think he's a member of the community. I, I wish he'd have the courage to come out publicly with this, but, you know. Wow. Perhaps all of his uh, uh, clothing choices and, like, gender-bending clothing choices are a giant smokescreen from the, the bald thing. Yeah, man. Wow. Yeah, I pray that he has the courage to... <laughs> come out as bald. <laughs> come out as bald, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, uh, I'll let you know if there are any updates on that. Yeah, man. It's not a story I'm monitoring closely, but I think I <laughs> okay. saw an Instagram reel and I looked up a couple screenshots and it's like him, I guess, getting very animated mid-performance. And then you can see it's like, it almost looks as if a hairpiece is kind of lifting away. Oh, like you can tell he has like the more quote-unquote mature hairline where it's like there is a bit of recession. Mm. So he would have you believe. Mm. But I, I think there's more to this story than we know interesting um and once i decipher elsa gate i will let you know <laughs> harry gate that, that, that would be tough to be the first the first direction to yeah uh, to go bald well it's like <laughs> right he's one direction I, yeah he is i kind of laugh like there's so much uh tabloid ink that's been spilled over the years about like jude law's hair loss but eventually he's aged to a point where it's like yeah, everybody your age has hair loss or virtually everybody. It's like so much was made of this. Like, oh, his youthful good looks are being destroyed. And it's like, no, he's still super good looking and he looks age appropriate. Like, <laughs> Well, I think people thought maybe like it's going to go more than it has, yeah. which is like it stopped at a really reasonable which, place. Okay. So I did not to say I ever go on like hair loss forums and I'm like, I can get it back. Like I'm totally fine with what I have or don't have. But I did look up because I noticed I must have watched two Jude Law films from different eras and been like, wait a minute. There's a lot of like he gets some of it back. He loses some of it. So people speculate that he's tried different treatments or maybe uh, even like transplants over the years. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, honestly, it's people made quite a big deal about it. And it's like, no, he's always been very good looking. He's always been a movie star. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's much easier to be a bald guy in our day and age like imagine because because you know like whatever 1950s like, yeah he didn't have the just the shaved head and beard look well um he didn't really have it that, is right? a question i've wondered because you have some stars like jack nicholson where it's like even in his oldest movies where he's like shot from the back it's like yeah you can see thinning and like balding there and you could be like a big movie star it's like i think uh, basically every major name that's like a draw in movies who's, you know, in their 30s or beyond is probably doing something to maintain right. what they have. It's like, I refuse to believe that magically every leading man in Hollywood just has a perfect hairline now. Right. So it's like, we have more treatments for it, but also it can be more stylish if you do decide to actually just live your truth and be bald i think that's been a game changer honestly like yeah. the, the the revelation of the beard and oh, just totally. shaved head look i mean yeah it's i've certainly embraced it it's yeah huge. i know it's, it's huge yeah it's uh it's been good to me yeah, <laughs> yeah if i ever, i'll definitely do the the pat i've thought about this i think yeah i think if i go bald like i'm yeah. gonna do the patrick like shave, oh, yeah. shave my head grow the beard yeah get jacked and the the listeners should know i'm actually not very bearded at the moment i just shaved so yes, I have a, yes. a few days of stubble 
Yeah. Probably going to grow a mustache back for a little bit. At least a little bit. We'll right? see. Like, not yeah. full shaved, I think. Yeah. Um, no, I like to have a little bit of facial hair. Otherwise, I start to feel like Michael Chiklis in the shield. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Which, honestly, is kind of dope, too. So, yeah. Um, speaking of One Direction, do you think any of the One Direction boys have ever, like, taken a girl back to their hotel, hotel with them and gone, like, hey, girl, like, you going to take this One Erection or what? <laughs> Uh, I think Harry Styles is definite. I think that's how we got Olivia Wilde. I think that was the pickup <laughs> line. The line that did it? And she's like, well, fuck, I have to leave Jason Sudeikis for this guy. Yeah. I don't know if they were split up already at the time or whatever. <laughs> I can't say I've done much research. Thank you for yes ending that. I thought yeah. for sure you were going to be like, okay, let's fucking end the pod there. Well, I think, <laughs> I think now is the best was, time to end the pod. I was trying to alley-oop you. Yeah. <laughs> let's add the pot all right folks it's been real it's just after 11 p.m on a friday night we gotta go bye okay uh oh and hold on wait subscribe to our insta oh yeah yeah um, uh how original podcast on instagram write us lovely mail at how original at gmail.com maybe give us a review on itunes that oh. would be dope tell a friend if you have a friend that you think would be into this my brother did confirm that um, the email that he sent, sorry, the listener that uh, whose email we read a couple yeah, of episodes yeah. ago, um, confirmed that that email was written by AI. Oh, fuck. Yeah. He got us, dude. He got us, man. The listener who may or may not be a blood relation to one of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought you were going to say your youngest brother, Michael, was like telling his classmates about it and like getting them to be loyalists. Oh, God, my worst nightmare. <laughs> yeah, that would be Michael. If you're listening, maybe don't tell any of your friends about this stuff. Maybe just keep it on the DL. <laughs> All right. All right. We got to end. Bye. Bye.